Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Welcome to the Illuminated Word. My name is Devin Morris, and today our scripture comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. Last Sunday, Chris preached on the resurrection because I was out. This week, I'm supposedly supposed to preach still on the resurrection. So this is not going to quite fit, kind of lead us up to this uh, story of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. But nonetheless, we are reading about Jesus' resurrection appearances, so it all kind of fits. So let's read our scripture, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. John chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they are not able to pull it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place, with fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, one hundred and fifty-three of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. I really, really wish we had a better itinerary of what Jesus did after his resurrection. You know, he's there for, uh, you know, over four weeks, right? With disciples, doing things, being with people. At the end of chapter 20, it alludes to his whole life, but Jesus did many other signs than present disciples, which are not written in this book. Um, that might be more in reference to his whole life, but it is kind of in the context of these resurrection appearances. So it might be speaking strictly to what Jesus did after he was resurrected. That being the case, he did so many things. I would love to know. But we get just just a handful, and um, John is John reminds us this this is his third appearance before the disciples. So we get at the beginning of our text that Jesus had revealed himself again. So what we have so far is he reveals himself to um, uh, Mary. Uh, we have him revealing himself to. Um, the disciples in the house, and this is where uh, Thomas gets his moniker and where he is going to place his hands in the wounds of Jesus. 
and this is his his third appearance. I think maybe we could enumerate them that way. Um, what happens at this point is uh, Simon Peter and decides to go fishing. It might be one of these instances where Jesus apparently was that busy that he's going around doing all these things. The disciples don't know where he's going, what he's doing, and so there's kind of this waiting around, like, the, you know, what are we supposed to do? And it's kind of like this, well, I'm going to go fishing. And uh, and they decide, the other disciples decide to go as well. There appears to be, um, you know, eight, nine of them. So not all of them, but the majority. And they decide to go out, but they can't catch fish. Uh, the day was breaking. Uh, Jesus comes out, says they're on the other side. Uh, then they realize it's Jesus, run out towards him. He decides to cook them breakfast. Uh, there's there's a lot here to kind of unpack, but maybe we can just touch on one or two. I think there is the great devotional thought here of, of that this is kind of pointing back to one of the first instances that, or first run-ins that Jesus has with Peter is uh, fishing and his inability to catch fish. And, and it's kind of the same scenario set up. And it's how Peter r- recognizes that it's Jesus throwing his net on the other side and, and catching all these fish. And so once that happens, he realizes it's God. And, and just being familiar with God, knowing how God works. Uh, we're, we're not really going to know how God works unless we've spent time with him. He can't be a stranger to us and then us recognize when he's doing things in our life. It's really important to have a, a spiritual, I don't want to even say it's a side to you. Uh, our, our, our makeup should be primarily spiritual, where we're really having to set aside time for physical things and, and uh, you know, things that uh, bring us income you know th- those are the things we should be setting aside time for and when we're not there when we're not having to do those things we revert back to who we really are and that is a person who is in touch with and a person who spends time with christ i read a really cool little book recently um, by brother lawrence who is a uh, a monk from the late 1600s and he never wrote anything but well, he did write some letters that people have recorded, but you also get um, in, in this book, Practicing the Presence of God, um, you get a, a, a friend of his who records conversations that he's had with Brother, Brother Lawrence. And, and all of Brother Lawrence's teaching revolved around everything he did was for God and with God in mind. And that seems so basic, but you go through the, I don't know, 100 or so, so pages at the, there's the length of the book and you really get Brother Lawrence talking about what he means by this is is anything he does, he is actually thinking about God when he does it. Anytime he notices he's not thinking about God, he thinks about God again. And it's not this pressure to do so. It's something he just truly enjoys. And that has spoken volumes to me and something I've really been contemplating. Um, you're not going to recognize Jesus unless you spent time with him. And you're not going to spend time with him, uh, adequate time with him, there's never going to be a point where you spent adequate time with Jesus. That the amount of time you should be giving him is all the time. And then we're making out, we're cutting out portions of our life for everything else. And that is such a hard mindset to obtain. But I am now about that. And that's what I'm going to start working towards. Because I think that's, you know, it's how Peter and John recognize Jesus. 
they they saw Jesus doing this thing he'd always done, uh, providing for them. And they, he provides them in a much more intimate way. After they come offshore, he says, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cook you breakfast. And it kind of goes to what his resurrection appearance was like. It was so physical. You know, when we talk about spiritual and physical, sometimes we forget just how much they intermingle in that, you know, one of Jesus's uh, main teachings revolve around meals and feasts and parties and in the fellowship that happens and takes place over a meal. And that's what he decides one of his last acts are going to be with his disciples is to have a meal with them. So he cooks for them, cooks them some fish. And they dared not ask who he was because they knew it was the Lord. Just this idea that they this person who was hard to believe that it was the Christ. Why, I don't know. They'd already seen him several times at this point. Was it something about his resurrection appearance that was, you know, markedly different? It, it was it was different to them. It, it was hard to say it was Christ, but they knew it was Christ. They knew it was Jesus, this man they'd spent so much time with. But he's still doing the same things he always did. He's always pointing them in the right direction. He's always guiding them. He's always providing for them. They just knew it was Jesus because they had spent so much time with him. So when they saw something being done in his name, when we when they saw something that was like him, they knew it was him because of the time they had spent with them. And, and I think that's the thought that I want to leave with us today in these first 14 verses of twenty of chapter 21 is, is we need to come to a better realization of who Christ is. And we're only going to get there by spending time with him. You need to figure out what that looks like for you. Is that through your study of God's word? Is that through service? Is that through uh, contemplative prayer? Is it through what, what? what is your mode? What is your spiritual rhythm that brings you closer to Christ and a closer knowledge of his truth and a closer knowledge of his way? Um, what is it? Find it. Spend time in it. Let it be who you are. Let it define you. Make time for everything else, but let that be who you always are. As Brother Lawrence says, always have your mind going back to God in everything that you do. I hope you're looking for ways to love and serve your neighbor in genuine and sincere ways this week. Peace and love.